Before we get started, I want to say we had some technical issues with Hunter's mic. I tried to fix as much as I can, but I didn't get everything. But this episode was a great one. So enjoy the show. What is up, y'all? We are back for episode four. Hopefully, y'all enjoy this one. Hopefully, y'all are looking forward to it. I know Gabe and I, we were just talking before we came on air about how stoked we are for this one. I think that this this episode in particular is going to get some, um, going to be some fandom that comes into this with Gabe and the best defensive backfield for sure. Uh, but I think I think that we're going to get some, uh, we're going to get some, some good, uh, some takes going, some good takes. So, as always, Hunter Gonzalez here. Gabe, how are you doing this week? Pretty good. Listening to a lot of uh, football stuff, so always yeah, a good week whenever you do that. Came into that. I think we're getting to the point of the year that, that people are, though, though it's a little bit different, but rookies have reported and people are just getting amped up and jacked up for the NFL. And um, really, with, with that being said, let's let's get people jacked up and amped up for what we got on deck today. Without further ado, let's have the two-minute drill. So today we will be talking about NFL players kneeling this year too. Do you love it? Do you hate it? We're going to talk a little bit about some Madden ratings. Man, Madden can never get anything right. Then we're going to have a long discussion about the best defensive backfields in the NFL. This one will be pretty fun. And then we're going to go to preseason. Y'all, we are stoked this is going to be a fun episode um this this is going to be a fun episode y'all i really think that y'all are going to um to enjoy what we're talking about i think you're going to really have your own thoughts and and honestly hopefully comments with this because again y'all um it's fun talking between gabe and i but it's also fun talking um with y'all as well so just i know y'all already do this but like share and subscribe uh to us like share and subscribe to us on any major streaming platform that you've got uh facebook anything like that y'all we are here um, to help y'all, we're here to just make life fun, especially in this crazy time. So, with that being said, we're going to talk about something that's not so fun, and we're going to talk about something that I know you have strong feelings on, Gabe. I've got strong feelings on everybody in this world. Feelings. But well, I mean, I really it's just everybody in this world. You either feel way A, you feel way B. So, let's talk about kneeling, and and, and what are your thoughts? Not necessarily on what people are kneeling for because i think by now we all understand what they're doing that for but will this affect See, um i don't will, think will this affect anything i don't think people understand what they're kneeling for i honestly don't and that might be a hot take for like people are not not kneeling due to like insulting america or the flag or anything it's purely for police brutality that's the whole kneeling thing started with colin kaepernick I don't understand why people still to this day think it's about disrespecting the flag. No, that that's something, and I always try to. Uh, I have to to walk a fine line, just being being doing what we do. I have to walk a fine line, but something that I've never understood, and I think anybody can um, can agree to this, is is the fact that he was berated and he was blackballed. Let's let's call it what it is. He was blackballed. Um, a little side note to that i don't think he was good quarterback and that's where that's where people start to say oh is this because of this did he get blackballed because he was kneeling did he get blackballed because he got replaced by blank gabbert 10 games into the season what's the issue so and that's a that's a whole different topic but 
I, I think one of the biggest things that people, whether it's they don't know about it or they just don't want to talk about it or even recognize that it is a thing, is that Colin Kaepernick, he originally started this along with Michael Bennett by sitting on the bench. A week after that, he was hit up by Nate Boyer, who was at the time a long snapper for the Seattle Seahawks. He'd gone to my favorite college, University of Texas. Come on, Pokemon. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> quite sooner. So really, he, he, Nate, Nate called him up, even worse if you're an Oklahoma State Cowboy fan. Oh, no. uh, Nate called him up and, and said, hey, we probably shouldn't be doing this. This can be construed as, 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 as disrespecting the flag. What you can do, though, and what I'm cool as a former Green Beret with you doing, and I have a lot of friends who watch the NFL and that were former Green Berets or are still in the military, they're cool with you kneeling. Because at the end of the day, that's why we fight. We fight for you to believe in what you believe in. Because at the end of the day, this is the greatest country in the world. So I think one of the big issues is that people still refuse to acknowledge that he was told to kneel, not by him, not by Reverend Jesse Jackson, not by uh, the Democrats or the Republicans. Or he was told to kneel by a Green Beret veteran, Nate Boyer. And that's something that is just always kind of, uh, regardless of how I feel about it, that's just always kind of irked me um, that people don't talk about that side of things. I think some of it also is like you have some military people that or like say that they're offended about it. I think I don't think that helps the case at all. It's I, I don't disagree. I really don't disagree. You have um, I, I just really think it's such a and I was thinking about this with something else earlier today is that we have in, in America you were either and this is a huge issue and not to turn this into a political thing because this is not at all politics and in fact this is the NFL and we're trying to get away from that. But to sit and act like there aren't major issues is they'll just be ignorant and naive. One of the big things in this country is you can't be Republican without being a racist or you can't be a Democrat without being a socialist. And, and that's just not how it works. There, are there Republicans that are racist? Absolutely. Are there, are there Democrats who are racist? Absolutely. Are there Republicans who are socialist? Maybe. Are there Democrats who are socialist? Maybe. And so we have such a it's such a polar, polarization in this country of either side A or your side B. And if you're side A, my God, you better not step anywhere near side B and vice versa. And it, it ends up that you Five years after the fact, I'm talking about Colin Kaepernick when at the end of the day, the 49ers are overpaying Jimmy Garoppolo. Colin Kaepernick was kneeling hey, hey, when hey, hey, Donald hey. Trump wasn't even. 49ers uh, are not overpaying Jimmy G. Okay, of course you're going to say that as a Patriot fan, but. I don't, he's not a Patriot. He's not getting overpaid. He's been in the NFL for legit one season, and whenever he played half a season, he went undefeated. So calm down over there. He's getting paid. Did he, go on, did, he, did he go undefeated because of Jimmy Garoppolo or was he uh, a la, and I'm not saying he's as bad as this guy because I don't think he is, but was he a la Rex Grossman being carried? No, the team, the carried team was, to a Super Bowl. The team, no, two, two years ago, whenever he went for like 5 and 0 or whatever before oh. he got hurt, the team was garbage until he got there. He got there and he freaking tore it up. That's, <laughs> that's why they lost before and after him. And then the reason why they, I finally like, Got over the hump is because they drafted uh, Bosa. Yeah, that's, and what then, that's what happens. And then Jimmy G was there. To, uh, he did enough. He's kind of like a Ryan Tannehill. He did enough to get to the Super Bowl, but really the defense and running game like pushed him to the Super Bowl. Absolutely, and, and to kind of bounce around. You mentioned running game. Did you hear yesterday that? Uh, on Tuesday that Raheem and um, 49ers Brassley met, and it's basically looking like 
all things are clear, which which is which is kind of strange because just last week we were talking about how Raheem was going to be traded or or let go or whatever, and now he's good with the 49ers. I didn't hear that, but I'm glad because they need him. A- a- absolutely, and I, and I think that 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 there was probably a. Uh, uh, a talk between him and John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan it was basically like, "Hey, we need you. You need us. You wouldn't be anything without us. Let's just go ahead and put water under the bridge and let's call it a day." But well, I, th- I think he should honor his contract, anyways. I mean, into that. And we talked I mean, did about he that resign last, last year? Twenty. I think it was March third of twenty nineteen, the first day of the of the of the, of the league year. Yeah, um, that was before year. he was anything. Like he wasn't. That was when he was a fifth string running back. Yeah. And, and that's not an exaggeration. I mean, he was a fifth string running back. You had Tevin, you had Jarek, you had Matt, you had Jeff Wilson in front of him. And injuries to two guys. And then Jeff Wilson, he had an injury, if I'm remembering right. I think he uh, strained his calf, if I'm remembering right, or his hamstring, one of the two. Um, and, and, and he was out. He was actually vulturing a bunch of goal line carries last year, which was really irritating some fantasy people. But he goes out there. He surpasses Matt Breida and then just becomes like, who is this dude? And then you see what happens with him. Uh, but but all that to say, going back to the kneeling, it is the most powerful owner in arguably all of professional sports. Jerry Jones still has yet to say anything about what's going on. And I'm very curious, because the Cowboys have some outspoken guys, Demarcus Lawrence being number one. Very curious to see what happens when when week one starts in early September, early to mid-September. I think it's always like the 7th. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Is he going to kneel? Are the Cowboys going to kneel? And if they do, yes, what's Jerry going to do? Because Won't do I believe anything. they will. Won't do anything. You don't think he'll say anything? You just think he'll just kind of say whatever? No, star players get special treatment, which they should, because they're, they are star players. Two years or three years ago when it was happening, he said, you, if you play for the Dallas Cowboys, you will stand up. You will not kneel. And so that's what they did. Yeah. I mean, he, he, even got, he even got Michael Bennett to stand up with his hand across his across his heart. Michael freaking Bennett. The, dude, ha- the dude is insane. The part, he probably has some backdoor deals, you know. So you think there's going to be some backdoor deals with DeMarcus? Like, put your hand across your chest and I'll give you $100 for the game or something like that? Honestly, I don't think the players will. I mean, if the owner's taking a hard stance like that, I don't think the players will do anything. Interesting, and, and I think we're we're to such a point, and you can we can even bring the NBA into this and put in Black Lives Matter above the logo and the center court is we're in such a point um, in, in this time, or we're in such a time, I should say that really the people who were to call them out for doing this would be destroyed in the media killed if jerry jones was to flip out he would be killed by the media because why are you not letting your your, your players work for or why are you not letting your players protest for this so on and so forth so i i don't disagree with you in stating that uh or in saying that you're gonna do something and at the end of the day jerry's just probably gonna be like whatever just pick and choose my battles you know what i mean i mean guys that's that's kind of our thoughts on kneeling let us know what you think um i mean gabe and i we we, want, we always want to talk about things that are um, serious and yeah, things that things that matter. And to to sit here and act like this isn't going to be an issue, regardless of coronavirus. But to sit here and act like this is not going to be a prevalent issue, I mean that's just silly. I do want to make one. I do want to make one statement. Yeah. I'm so sick and tired 
of people, especially going to like Facebook groups and stuff of the NFL saying, oh, if they do this, if they do this, I'm not going to watch. It's like, you do realize they will be doing it. So why even make a comment? If you, if you don't want to watch football because they're kneeling, don't watch football. It will be okay. And the thing is, is, is I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion to do that. If you want to watch it, great. If you don't want to watch it, that's totally fine. But um, at the end of the day, who comes out of this the winner? E-N-F-freaking-L. They made $9.5 billion last year. $9.5 billion. I will say it again. $9.5 billion last year. To think that they ain't going to make a lot of money this year being the only major sport on. Because at the end of the day, people don't care about baseball in America. They don't. People don't care about basketball in America. They don't. We are a football-loving country. I do I mean, think basketball is getting a little bit bigger, but yeah, you're right. Viewership's going down, but it's becoming bigger because of the fact that, hey, there's just nothing else on. And, and Americans have proven time and time and time again over the past 12 years um, with the steady, now rapid decline of, of MLB's ratings that we are a football country. And at the end of the day, if if Jim Bob doesn't want to watch the NFL because some guy kneels, I can promise you that Sally, Sue, and Joe are going to replace him because there's just nothing else on TV and NASCAR's over there. So with all that being said, let's talk about um, some virtual football. To act like Madden is not huge, that would be, that would be silly. So we actually met on Madden. Let's talk about and let's kill Madden for what that money-hungry company, Electronic Arts, is. What are you thinking about this year's rankings? What are you thinking about the players? What are you thinking about um, Gronk being rated above all but, like, one tight end, I think? And that's just Travis Kelsey? I mean, like, just unload on EA, please. Okay. So first, first off, like, I hate how people are, like, if they have to, like add new features in the game and all this stuff all the time. Like, first off, they should focus on the gameplay. Make sure the gameplay is solid. I am so sick and tired of corners not jumping towards the football. It's, Amen. it's just outrageous. I'm, I'm tired of middle linebackers jumping six feet in the air. They lowered it. They fixed it a little bit in Madden 20, but it's still there. I am tired of you. Like, I don't believe a user-controlled player should be running downfield and then just because you're controlling them he'll intercept the ball i think his head should have to come around and then he intercepts the ball so i think it i think the, the fi a good fix would just be slow down the intersect interception but i don't know um other than other than that i don't think i don't think i don't know if i'm buying madden 21 this year because they haven't fixed anything. All the little like promos and stuff that they've had about it has shown zero improvement to a franchise mode, zero improvement to the actual gameplay, which is really the only thing that matters. Everything I've seen has been like rehashed stuff from Madden 20, or they've been talking about Madden ratings. And so far, this has... This is probably the year that has had the most inconsistent ratings I have ever seen in my life. I don't understand how a player that did not play last year is a second or third best tight end in the NFL in Madden. How is Gronkowski 95 overall? I understand he is a monster whenever he was playing, but even in 2018, 
he didn't do much all year. And I don't believe they had him in, as a 90 whenever he wasn't really playing. I I just don't understand the Gronk rating at, at all. And then you no. also, like... This is such, and sorry to cut you off, but, but Madden... And I don't, for the sake of becoming like a, like a gamer podcast, I, I don't want to... I don't want to talk about like this on like a super, super gamer level for lack of a better term. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that Madden. So guys, I, I'm going to try to break it down into layman's terms. They make money off of a card collecting mode called uh, Ultimate Team. So Gabe and I, we met last year playing in what's called an online franchise. Basically, you, you, you become a team, you choose your team. Here's the Patriots I chose. I can't even remember who it was. Um, oh, the Patriots? You just you were the Patriots. Okay, so they, I, I they wouldn't, who they wouldn't give me the Patriots. I was, I think, <laughs> the Lions or something. So, so you, you basically you choose a team, whoever it is, and you are the owner, you're the GM, you're the head coach, or the player of that team, and you get to decide how things are done. Yeah, because I became so, the Patriots after you left, and they were garbage. So you're a terrible GM. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the they don't Madden does not make money. On anything but ultimate team of course they get your initial money with the 60 dollars purchase price but in terms of everything else they get their money from ultimate team which is again like i said a park like that the issue with madden is that people continue to buy cards in ultimate team again this might sound nerdy but essentially all you're doing is you're trying to complete and make the best team of players from all eras so if you want to have emmett smith catching a pass from Tom Brady, who then throws a the ball to Calvin Johnson, who then laterals it to Randy Moss, all on the same team. That would be a that. legit team. That would be a legit team. But you can buy cards to make your team better. So why don't you dudes do that? Thing if with you, Madden. If you don't buy, then it takes hours and hours and hours to get everything. Exactly. So the thing is, is it's a pay-to-win pay game. And they know that. And they, they almost, in a way, embrace that which I don't know if that's good or if that's bad. To me, it really irks me. But to some people, I mean, for them, they recognize their flaws. But the fact that Kyler Murray is only a 77 overall, no. The fact that this is the first year in God knows how long, probably since he was a rookie, that Aaron Rodgers is under a 90 overall, no. And then I don't understand like, that 89 overall ranking for A-Rod. I don't understand. Like, he was good last year. He should be so, at least so a 90. The, the advanced metrics on him, if you go look on Pro Football Focus, is, and I would, but my computer, you know, I've had computer issues all day, so I can't. But the Pro Football Focus numbers show that Aaron Rodgers had one of his worst career years last year. But, but when you look at the actual stats and not get into the analytics that has taken over the world because of Moneyball and Billy Bean in, in Oakland for the athletics and the MLB, when you look at the stats, a really good year so it, it begs the question how do the two people yes only two people are the ones coming up with the ratings in madden how do two people get their rating numbers well uh I, I like the cowboys because it's it's known that one of the biggest or one of the uh ratings guys is a huge cowboy fan so the cowboys are always overrated and yeah tommy yeah mark yeah dallas i said it cowboys are overrated hey, who, what was that to? what was that one uh wide receiver that they're rated as he's like an 80 like either like high 70s or low 80s he was like the sixth string wide receiver he was a rookie and he would played in the slot it was like swisher or something like that is it ryan switzer 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switcher. He was like highly rated, and he did absolutely. He was a rookie. Like he, he was better than some of the, of the like first round picks. <laughs> Guys, the the thing is, is Madden. Please don't buy it. I'm just begging y'all. I, I know we have like 50 loyal listeners right now, or however many we've got. And like at the end of the day, like we ain't gonna make a dent in EA's pocketbook, and I know that. Like, don't buy it. A because PS5 is in, in the Xbox. I don't even know what they're calling it. The Xbox what one X or whatever they're calling it. I don't know. It's just a few letters, numbers. You know, exactly. PS5. Exactly. The, the, the new, the newest Xbox and PS5. Those are coming out in holidays. It's looking like it's gonna be late October. And so the fact of the matter is, is that we've got two months on the current generation consoles to be playing Madden and see just how bad it is and see that it's the exact same thing, the different cover art, or you know, different cover art and a different name. It's the exact same thing as Madden 20 because Madden 20 was the exact same thing as Madden 19 and Madden 19 was the same thing as Madden 18 and Madden 18 was the same thing as Madden 29. They're all the same thing. One Please. thing, I, a little last bit of Madden talk. One thing I do want to talk about is, uh, I think it was Madden 08 with whenever they had those like users icons and stuff, like what he's good at. For some reason, I had a lot of fun at Madden. I think the most fun that I had in Madden wasn't Vince Young on a cover. I think it was 08. That, whatever the one Vince Young was on a cover, again, Hook and Horns, whichever one he was on, I adored that one and i think everybody loved madden 04 with mike vick he had like 814 no one likes mike vick jeez (laughs) he was a cheat code he was an actual cheat code he 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 was like so for all you older folks that are listening to this he was like bo jackson and tech mobile like it didn't matter if you were brian freaking bosworth i don't know how that turned out in 1987 i believe is what it was the boss but it did not matter who you were you were not stopping bo jackson and in Madden 04, it did not matter who you were. Mike Vick was going to juke you out of your shoes. He was going to spin around you, and then he was going to sprint past you. So, oh, with all that said. One thing, I don't know if you ever played like the college, uh, the NCAA games. Of course, um, everybody wants those back. Whenever Tebow and Hernandez and uh, Percy Harvin was on the Gators, Couldn't I forgot what year that was. Couldn't beat them. Dude, I, I played with one of my friends. I remember playing against one of my friends. And no matter what I did, one guy was open or Tebow would run. I'm like, I literally cannot stop it. You, you, you couldn't stop it. You could not stop it. And speed kills. It came into that. And at the end of the day, I guess in real life, speed kills too. So that was actually a great segue, Gabe. I got to give it up to you for that. So does speed kill? I think we do. But, but. You have the best defensive backfield in the NFL. Speed don't kill you as much as it kills bad defensive backfields. Like that's second by the way. So talk to me. Y'all know who you're going to say the best defensive backfield is, but who is the best defensive backfield in the NFL? And more importantly, why? Okay. Well, before I say my favorite or slash best defensive backfield, I do want to throw out a few teams, and I want your opinions on on them. So we have teams like the Tennessee Titans. They have a Dory Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Kenny Vaccaro, and Kevin Byard. What do you think of the Titans' defensive backfield? So if we took out Malcolm Butler and replaced him with a guy who wasn't 89, I would be a lot higher on them. Why, um, why, do, you, why, why, why do you 
attacking the I, Browns. I, 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 knew, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. The whole reason the Patriots won Super Bowl or whatever year it was. I know. But 2014, I, by the way. I, 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 sweet. Thanks so much. I could have gone my entire life without knowing that. It's hard Thanks, because so, they won so much. Like, so you just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your God given right. Patriots win the Super Bowl every year. Let's talk come next February. So. Okay, Bears fan. Please don't, please don't rub that in. So I think the Titans you're going to find this year that they're going to look, um, their secondary is going to look pretty good. It's not necessarily because of who they have, it's because of who they play against. So they're in the same same conference as the Jaguars. Same, same division as the Jaguars. It's not act like, uh, I don't even know who they're starting. Right, who's the, who are their best receivers? Uh, uh, D.D. Westbrook uh, and... Chark, DJ Chark, or oh, yeah, DJ Chark. Okay, okay. So DJ Chark is going to be is going to be defended by Adore, of course, uh, because the, the Titans, if I'm, if I'm remembering right, I think they play a lot of man. Um, so yes. he's going to be shadowed directly by um, Adore Jackson. So the Jaguars, no, I, I'm not worried about that. The Colts, uh, because I I don't I can't trust that Philip Rivers is going to go out there and just dominate. Could he? Could I look like a complete idiot for not thinking that they were going to be good? Yes. But You're going to. Also, also who, who else do they have? It's T.Y. and who else? I know I'm forgetting somebody, but but got T.Y. Hilton. They got, oh, they got this tall dude. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. I can't remember his name. I almost wanted to say Kelvin Benjamin, but he's probably pounding back some donuts at the Dunkin' Donuts right next to my house. Man, um, Kelvin Benjamin, what a, what a career he had. I think I, know, I think whenever gosh. his uh, mom died, it's whenever he kind of took the turn for the worse. But so are you so, the, the wide receivers for the Colts is T. Y. Hilton, Malik okay. Malik Henry, Zach Pascal, Michael Pittman Jr., and Paris Campbell. Thinking of Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell's fast, but that's about it. Oh, they also have man, they have a lot of players on their roster. <laughs> uh, Rodney oh, Adams, yeah. Chad it, Williams. Marcus Johnson. Talk about that. We could talk about that being that the NFL said that you can have 80 guys on your roster. We'll talk about that in a bit. But all that to say about the Titans, um, I think that they're good, but they're not as good um, as what they're probably going to show this year because of who's in their division. DeAndre Hopkins is gone, so we're going to trust who he steals to go out and dominate for Houston. Hey, you know, don't, or don't, don't, don't mistake the Texans. They did get Brandon Cooks. Completely forgot about that. Okay, so you know, at the end of the day, all that to say, like, no, I'm not. I'm not super high on the Titans. I, I think if there's a team that I'm that I'm the defensive back that I'm high on, and I can arguably say they're third, third or fourth, that and that's the Bills. Mm-hmm. The Bills are a team, and, and you know, being an AFC East fan, is they are criminally their defense is criminally underrated. Uh, Tre'Davious White. I mean, my gosh, I, I could sit here and I could have a legit argument that Tredavious White is probably the second or third best corner of the game. I mean, last the year, I would a lot of people would say that he was the second best corner. Some people argue that he was a first, but. Exactly. So, so what are your thoughts on the Bills? Oh, I think the Bills defense overall is a top five defense. Uh, that team is just so good. And then they added uh, Josh Norman. That team, that defense is going to be stacked, but offense sucks. So it is what it is. 
that they're going to go as far they're going to go as far as Josh Allen takes them. Exactly. Is that Canning, Canning going to launch them to the to the conference championship game, or is I mean, that Canning going to misfire? Josh Allen is a weird quarterback just because of the fact that like he'll have some games where he looks elite, and some games where he looks like a rookie. It's really weird. But exactly. an, another go a little bit quicker on these. Another few teams that I think have an interesting slash good backfield would be the Steelers with Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, uh, Terrell Edmonds, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick signed uh, trade last year was game changing. If I'm remembering right, I believe they were seven one one. I think they had tied last year. They were seven they one one seven one uh, something like that. With TJ Watt putting put yeah, TJ Watt putting some pressure. That that defensive backfield is pretty good. Um, the uh, Browns, they have Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Carl Joseph, and Grant Delpit. That's a kind of years. Ooh, doggy. Yeah, that they're they're all young, but I think that could be a, a dangerous bunch. One that is secretly going to cause damage would be the Broncos with AJ Bouye, 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 whatever, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, and Bryce Callahan. So I, I told you two weeks ago on our first episode, I'm going to say it again on the fourth episode, and I'm going to say it again on the eighth episode, I'm going to say it on the twelfth episode. I don't think because of their division that they're going to make noise, but I think, or I, I would not at all be surprised if the Broncos went out with something like 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 this year. I truthfully would not at all be surprised because Drew Locke and Courtney Sutton and Noah Fant and Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Drew Locke played really good last year. Once he and started getting the hang of it, yeah, I mean, I mean that defense, the defense is good. Yeah. I, I will, I, I'm not. It's it's crazy whenever you can lose a player like Chris uh, Harris and still do good. Exactly, and it's funny that you say Chris Harris. By the way, guys, remember, remember I said it here. The Broncos, I think they're going to make, or they're, they're going to surprise some people. But Chris Harris. We're, talk, we're going to talk about the team that I believe is the best defensive back for Delusional is already here. Chris Harris Jr. is the third corner. He is the slot cornerback on the Los Angeles Chargers. Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward. I mean, my gosh. Dude's a beast. Is he Stephon Gilmore? No. The reason that I'm going to put him over... The, 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 the reason that I'm going to put... Chargers over Patriots simply because they may not have a stud. You could argue Derwin James is a stud, but they may not have a stud like Stephon Gilmore. But their four guys: Derwin, Casey, I believe they have Kevin King, Chris Harris. Okay, it's Chris Harris, Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, and Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward, Nasir Adderley is the one that I forgot about. Um, So. They all four of those dudes. Oh, top guys. Now, 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 are they studs making all pro teams? No, but like they're gonna get rid. Of, uh, they're gonna get rid of some weapons on offenses. I have no doubt that the Chargers. The reason they will not. The the, the reason they're, they're gonna win some games because of their defense, and they won't suck because their defense sucks. Is really the thing that they would have boils down to. That defense is disgusting. With Melvin Ingram. And and Joey Bosa off the edge, and then those four guys in the secondary, that defense is nasty. But the offense, yeah, we could talk about that, but I'll save that for another day. So 
Gabe, you're rolling your eyes. They don't see you on video, but I see you on video. You're rolling your eyes. Now you're smiling. But I called you out. Why are the Patriots the best defensive backfield besides the fact that you worship everything that's uh, the Patriots do? For, for one thing, I don't worship everything the Patriots. I'll, if it's legit, then I'll go against them. But it's just so silly whenever people say Play the Patriots game. don't have the best defensive backfield. Do you want to change this <laughs> to a uh, deflate gate talk? <laughs> One of these episodes will be a deflate gate talk. I'm so sick and tired of people like, uh, yeah, anyways. Okay. See, the Patriots defensive backfield, which is funny because for the last like 15 years, the defensive backfield has been below average. They've been god awful. I still remember whenever you had Julian Edelman in the back in the backfield making a sack and injuring i think i forgot who, what the quarterback was but he injured the quarterback off of a blitz but now you have stefan gilmore jason mccordy jonathan jones jc jackson best, patrick the best corner in the league easily the best corner in the league and then don't forget too. devin mccordy they have a legit six good players and it's it's just so silly. Like, okay, I'm going to compare the Patriots with Chargers. I'll say it's Kate. Do you do you want to say Casey Hayward is the number one corner for the Chargers? Yeah, let's. Go okay, yeah. Casey Hayward, Gilmore. Who do you have? Okay. Jason, I I actually think J.C. Jackson's going to be the second corner next year. I think Jason will take like, the third. really over Jonathan. Yeah, I think JC Jackson was one of the best main corners in the NFL last year. I know he was covering second, sometimes third wide receivers, but he was still like I think number three, while Gilmore was number one. JC, I think it will be Gilmore, JC Jackson with Jason McCordy and Jonathan Jones taking that slot slash third or fourth wide receiver. Jonathan Jones is probably the best slot. Corner. and jason mccordy i'm not super high on him i think he's really good but i don't think he's better than jason jackson but if you put jason jason mccordy on pretty much any other team you'd be at, at least a cornerback too and then you have patrick chung which he might not actually be is, playing is, this is whole he dealing cocaine right now no okay he got in trouble for someone right like his house got raided because like someone like, swatted him or something. I, I, if I'm remembering no. right, I think he was out of town and somebody placed the stuff and then called nine one one. I think no, that's what happened. No, no, no. I, I believe he like I, I'm pretty sure it was his cocaine, but he called like, <laughs> like I think I think someone at the house called nine one one because of emergency, and then they searched his house and found it. <laughs> So it was, I, but I don't think I don't believe Patrick Chung was at the house whenever it happened. But he was, besides, out, of town. He was out of town. Yeah, but I, I don't, like I don't think Patrick Chung is going to be there too long because you have the uh, like Philip, uh, what's his name, Adrian Phillips or something like that. Yep, Adrian Phillips. And then That's you have former Charger. Yep. Um, you have him, and then you also drafted Duggard in the second round, which he was kind of he was like a. NCAA two or whatever. Yeah, he was Division two top. Good. Top. He was he was arguably the top FCS player available this past year. Yeah, and 
I think he he didn't really shine until the senior role, and then that's whenever he kind of blew up a little bit. So I I'm hoping by the end of the season, Duggar's the other safety. But then you have Devin McCourty, the Pro Bowl corner for one year, and then for some reason he lost his ability to play corner and went to safety and was the top three safety since he's been at safety. How can you say top, like, say the number one best corner, a top five corner, top five safety, and maybe a top 15 safety is better than, it's not better than the Chargers? So, guys, I have to, I have to be, I have to be honest enough from you Gabe, I have to be honest enough from with you, I should say. So, talking to somebody off the air uh, a couple days ago, yesterday actually, and it's a family member of mine, and I, and I was, I was telling them, I said, he, they were asking basically what the episode's going to be about. So I gave them some, some thoughts and kind of told them what the episode's going to be about. So who's the best defensive back in the league? I told him who I thought, and he said, oh. Who does Gabe think? And I said, well, what do you think? What's this of the Patriots? He goes, yeah, you don't think the Patriots are the best defensive backfield in the league? I said, no, I absolutely do. But I have to disagree with him for the sake of this show. So I could sit here and I can, I can honestly maybe put up an argument that the Chargers are better. And even, like, I can talk about them a little bit. Uh, but I'll never fully trust Marcus Peters. And maybe it's just because I hate Marcus Peters. Uh, Marlon Humphrey's a great guy, a great corner. Bill Thomas is one of the best ball hockey safeties of all time. Again, hook them horns, but I can't, I can't with a straight face, and I can't go on any longer suggesting that the Patriots have the best defense. But I, I do the think the Ravens are up there, though. The Ravens' defense, oh, this something. I, 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 I truthfully, truthfully, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest with y'all, we're going to move on, y'all, into uh, some, some preseason stuff. If I'm being honest, I'm gonna have to go Patriots one. I'm probably gonna have to say, and, and really two through four for me. You could convince me any which way that this team should be two, this team should be three, this team should be four. Really, I'm very flexible with it. Three or four is the Chargers, the Bills, and the Ravens. I completely uh, agree with that. Completely. With the, the Browns, I, with, I think give them a couple years. I think the Broncos really is fifth. That's who, that's what I was about to say. And we're, we're also forgetting about the Packers. Again, I hate Adrian Amos, love him in Chicago, and you want to go to our hated rival. Um, but the Packers, again, they could be really good. Kevin King, is he finally had a good year last year. But coming out of Iowa, I believe it was three years ago, he was supposed to be a stud. And he just wasn't a stud. A good year last year. But, um, again, the top four, like you said, Patriots, they're number one, and then two through four is, is going to be with the Bills, the Chargers, the Ravens, and, and again, in any which way, and I can be swayed in any which way, but I will not be swayed on the number one defensive backfield. Hey, keep in mind, Gilmore, he, I think he gave up one touchdown, maybe two, I think he gave up two touchdowns, and he scored like two or, th he, he scored more touchdowns on defense than he gave up, which is just so, a, a crazy stat. So I'll tell you when I realized Stephon Gilmore, and, and I've known the dude was a monster. I really have. But I'll tell you when I recognized and realized, like, okay, dude's the best corner in the league. And that was when he shut down. I'm not even saying he slowed him down. He held him to no catches. And you can argue, well, it's because Dak should have been throwing the football. It's because there was rain in the first quarter. But he 
shut down and completely eliminated Amari Cooper when they played, I believe it was in week 15 of last year. Keep in mind, Amari Cooper is not even the top 10 wide receiver. Well, yeah, that's that's what Gabe says, but that's, again, well, well, we already talked about that. We talked about that last week. If y'all haven't heard our wide receiver talk, you need to go back to episode two. But when I realized that Stephon Gilmore was no joke, he was the truth, that's a, that's a uh, shout-out to my boy Paul Pierce, the fat rat, Austin Celtics legend. But when I realized that he was the truth was when he shut down Amari Cooper, and when I started Pro football focus rates. You had a 91.5 pro football focus rate last year. You can't argue with that. He allowed no touchdowns. You can't argue with that. You can't. The Dude only was, the, the only argument you can have is that last game versus the Dolphins. Whenever Devontae Parker annihilated them. I mean, Devontae, was a, Parker, Devontae Parker is good for one one good game a season. That was his good game last season, and I believe in 2018. Think if I'm remembering right, it was against the Texans. I think. Well, hold on, I'm gonna have to look as soon as we get off here. But I think he had a huge game, like a 230-yard game against the Texans in 2018. Um, please don't look it up because if you say no, I'm gonna feel really stupid. But, but in fact, please do. But versus um, the Texans, I think it was against the Texans in 2018. I think I could be wrong. Um, or it might have been early last year that he went off. He had his he had his, his he had his two good games for two years combined. But all of that to say, guys, the New England Patriots and I personally don't think it's close. Are the best defensive backfield. Um, you guys, you're talking to a guy who hates the New England Patriots. I don't hate them uh, because of anything other than the fact that they have just utterly decimated the NFL since like 2000. So yeah, these are Gabe. Give me some thoughts. What's your thoughts on preseason? I mean, we go from, hey, they're going to play all four games to now they're going to play three games to now we're going to offer them one game that's going to be in week three. And then the NFL is off, or the NFLPA is offered by the NFL. We literally last night, how about this? Preseason games. Right before I get to preseason. That? Yeah. You do. Right before we get to preseason games, I do want to make a short. I do want to say one thing and give him as much time as he deserves. AB is retiring again. Anyways. So the latest news. <laughs> the oh, latest God. news on NFLPA is saying that there will be no preseason games, which I think all the players is, is pretty much what they want. And the thing I'm kind of confused about is the roster sizes or expected to be 80 during the start of camp. Or are they going to bring it back down to 53 during the regular season? So there's a couple things to that. Roster sizes are 90. It's 90. Is it 90? Okay, so they're 90 initially. So they're cutting off 10 guys. Okay, I get that. It is what it is. But that's what people are wondering. And, and that's kind of my thought on this. I don't really have any thoughts on them not having preseason games because at the end of the day, I think that. Um, you're going to recognize, I think we are all going to recognize how important preseason games are. Um, not necessarily for Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or whatever, but, but we're going to realize just how important they are for um, competitions because I think as a Bears fan, preseason was actually pretty good because was, was Mitch going to go out and make it look like the past three years have been an abomination or was Nick Foles going to dominate? Well, this was a big preseason for a lot of teams. 
it's it's big for the bears because that's the only time that whenever they actually you can actually watch a game and not be mad because of how bad that team is i, st- I still get mad i still get mad and 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 yeah hey, i tell i tell you one team that actually needs a preseason and that is the carolina panthers they have it no they need it more than any other team they have a new quarterback new wide receivers like a new running back new coaches they literally don't have and the only main anything the only main say it's 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 uh it's um christian of course it's um i cannot believe it i just forgot those two receivers names dj uh, moore DJ and... Moore and samuel uh so is it samuel uh, came, coming from 49ers Odivo Samuel still in San Fran. I cannot think of the dude's last name. Oh my goodness! Who? Please look that up. Uh, it's it's the receivers. It's, it's the second receiver. I can't believe I forgot. It's Debo Debo Samuel and uh. No, no, Debo Samuel plays for the Niners. Oh, he, uh, he he got traded to the Panthers. Oh, did he? I. There's no way. If, if he did, I am y'all gonna hear me bash my head into my wall. Oh, and okay. I, not, okay, it's Curtis Samuel. Is the word, That's the, who it is. Okay, okay, Robbie okay. Anderson is the one that we were, were were forgetting. Shout out to you, Greg, by the way, saying that they were one of the best receiving cores in the league um, coming into this season. I remember that post from last week. But um, they have a legit DJ Moore is a legit wide receiver. I mean, Moore can can break the top off the team or break the top off. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be kind of good. But all that's Teddy say Bridgewater is, though. Is, I think, I think we're all going to see just how important preseason is. I really do. And, and again, not for the not for the top ten guys, not for the top twenty guys, not for the top thirty guys. Preseason is where champions championships are won because you're looking at the thirty fifth, the forty fifth, fifty first guy on the roster, and those are who win the championships. Because at the end of the day, anything's happening. There's nothing you can do about it. When you don't know what you've got, and I mean, you do to an extent. But when you can't see these dudes on a field, you just have to go off the college team. You just have to go off all the field about it. You just have to go off measurement or, or last year, whatever. It's hard. So I think that we're going to see week one, possibly in week two. We're going to see in week one and week two that preseason is pretty important. And is it fun to watch? God, no. No. I can't even tell you last preseason I'm to watch. There wasn't preseason is so funny it's one of those things where i cannot wait for preseason to start i'm like i have it on my calendar cannot wait and then i start watching preseason games and Stop I, I watch it while i do something else and that's everybody that's everybody you, you get so excited that oh football's and, back the NFL's back and then unless there's a young player that is playing that i really like or like for some reason I, he's playing good i really like watching that but like Danny Etling versus the uh, Giants in what 2018, 2017, whatever year that was. 18, 18. Yeah, whenever he uh, ran that naked bootleg all the way for a touchdown. That's about the only thing that that dude ever did. After yep. He, he tried to he tried to change to wide receiver and that didn't work out. So he wanted to be Julian Edelman, but there's only one Julian Edelman. So and to be fair, there's Wes Walker. <laughs> Uh, that's a good point. Both both dudes have really maybe Gunner, maybe Gunner also. If they're speaking of big helmets, think of Kyler Murray. 
Amen to that. But it's also because he's like three foot eight, 114 pounds. And I talked about that last week, y'all. Again, another shout out to episode two. You need to go listen to it after you're done listening to this one. And guys, y'all knew I was going to get this in there. Like, share, and subscribe, by the way. Like that. But, you know, I, I'm very, I'm having to temper my expectations. If I'm being completely honest, when I saw, when I heard, when I read, I got pieces this year. Can't say that I was surprised because I wasn't going on. But when I realized, just like I said, we're going to realize my just how important it's not fun for us, it's not fun for us to watch, it's not fun for us to be but it is important because you know, hey, time out. Hey, talk louder. Now? Yes, talk just you got to talk loud though. <laughs> Again, at the end of the day, championships are won simply because of guys that are the 35th man on the roster. And that's, unless your name's Patrick Mahomes, that's just how it is. And you could even argue that the, that the Chiefs last year were guys that were not top 25 players. Miko Hardman, Sammy Watson, he was a top 25 player. But you know what I'm saying. Like These are guys that went out there and they weren't all that high. Tyreek Hill was, let's not forget, Tyreek Hill was not a first-round pick. I remember that Tyreek Hill was a third-round pick. You know why he was a third-round pick? Because he's a he's scumbag. A crap. Yeah, he's a scumbag. And if that's Tyreek the only Hill reason, was, I, I will tell you, and I will put, I will put my neck out there, and I don't even care. I told my dad this last year when we were watching the, the Chiefs play the Texans. I told my dad, I hope Tyreek Hill goes across the middle, and I hope Whitney Merciless absolutely destroys and decapitates that scumbag. I cannot stand Tyreek Hill. When you beat a kid. Well, he allegedly did it. He did it. Miss me with that. He did it. When you do that crap, yeah, I have to I disagree. Don't I don't think he did anything. Yeah. He did beat his pregnant wife, though, so that's... Okay, that's all you need to know. Like, give me a break. I cannot stand him. But don't get me going on that, because I'm very... I clearly have strong opinions on that stupid. <laughs> but... Every time I say stupid idiot, by the way, this has nothing to do with football. I think of Chris Jericho. You probably don't even know who that is because you're not cool enough to watch WWE or F. I, I didn't hear Chris Jericho. Is. He has walls, okay. walls of Jericho. Break the walls down. Yes. So his last little run in WWE, he had this list when somebody would do something stupid. He would say, you stupid idiot. You just made the list. Well, Tyree Kill, you stupid idiot. You just made the list. So <laughs> He's been on everyone's <laughs> list for a long time. <laughs> Aim into that. Now that I get back to the NFL, preseason, we're going to miss it. It, it, it is, is really what it boils down to. So, Gabe, what else you got for us, dude? I mean, you got anything that you just are dying to talk about? The only really thing that I, I want to say before is two things. One, Kyler Murray being a 77 overall in Madden is atrocious he should be at least at 82 and at least 93 speed the other thing is if you think the flake gate if you think tom brady was suspended because the balls were deflated go read something or watch the millions of youtube videos debunking the flake gate 
He didn't get suspended because of deflated footballs. He gets suspended because the NFL was called out and they had to defend their right of being able to suspend people without anyone else having any opinions on it. Only reason. That's why Tom Brady took it so far up the courts because he did not do anything wrong. Evidence backs that the balls were not deflated outside of the natural uh, ideal gas law. If you argue that, you are arguing science. Usually, science isn't wrong. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Um, as we're dealing with Patriots, man. Thank y'all for This us. is besides the fact of me being a Patriots fan. I don't care. Do you, can... do, you know the, do you know the only people who talk about the Patriots cheating scandals? Do you know who they are? Patriot fans. That is not true. If you... It's Patriot fan. It is Patriot fan. It, it, people I... will talk about Tom Brady being a cheater or not being a cheater in, instantly. Patriot fans are like... And y'all just want to just... Nobody, every single time there's a debate, Tom Brady versus who? Tom Brady versus someone else. Tom Brady Who's a GOAT? Is it Tom Brady or someone else? It's always comparing Tom Brady with someone else. And the number one issue people have is they say Deflategate, which is just silly. That's all. You can say Spygate. We can talk for an hour about Spygate. Actually not. Spygate was stupid too, but that's besides the fact. Guys... Thank y'all for listening to us. Hey, 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 j- j- just roll your eyes. Collect- Let's just all collectively roll our eyes and all the Patriots fans around the world. Man, I okay. really regret not being more cocky whenever they were had Tom Brady and they were winning everything. Yeah, you're, you're going to experience what it's like to be a real NFL fan when you have guys. Even though I said I could see the Patriots being 11-5. I fall so, all the way to Cam Newton. Woo! You, you are going to experience what it's like to be an NFL fan when your team is not in the Super Bowl every freaking year. And when, it, when, when a successful year is a year in which you don't have Mitchell Trubisky as your starting quarterback. When a successful year is a year in which you don't have Jake Cutler as your starting quarterback, even though, man, I would kill to have Jake Cutler back as our starting quarterback. By the way, my thoughts go out to him. He's divorced from his wife. Rumors are that his wife said, people asked Kristen, why did you divorce Jake? And she said, because Jake just didn't care. Jake Cutler is a guy that just didn't seem like he cared. That's why I always hated him in Chicago. I would kill to have Jake Cutler back. The guy was some similar to talent. Before you go on a little rant about Jay Cutler, I do want to say I have two attacks to make on the Chicago Bears. The only time you know about the Chicago Bears is whenever Brian Erlacher got juked out by Tom Brady and Devin Hester's Super Bowl touchdown. Other than that, no one cares about the Bears. Guys, go back and listen to episode one, and I'll talk to y'all about how that's one of my favorite memories. Shameless plug. And by the way, like, share, and subscribe. You know how it goes. But guys, on a serious note, we thank y'all so much for listening to this. Um, I'll pour one out for me being a Bears fan and, and I'll roll your eyes for Gabe being a Patriot fan. But seriously, we love the fact that y'all listen. We love the fact that y'all like this. We love the fact that y'all um, talk to us. We get texts all the time. I get calls. People saying they loved it. Um, guys, we just want to continue putting out new content. I know you'll probably saw this week that we created a Patreon. All Patreon is is, is a nice little way, kind of like y'all saying, hey, keep up the great work. Two dollars, five dollars, fifteen dollars a month is all we're asking for. Um, and that's just basically saying keep putting out the work. You do get a little bit of benefits from the two, five, or ten. You just drop us two dollars a month. I mean that's that's the 
literally two cheeseburgers for McDonald's. Or that's a protein bar. Or that's a drink. Like, however much it's either. But, guys, we're going to keep on putting out, even if we get no dollars a month, if we get a million dollars a month, we're going to keep on putting out good content because we know we all love it. We love putting out for y'all. We love talking about football. I hate talking about the game. I hate talking about Tom Brady. I hate talking about Bill Belichick. I hate talking about the Brady. I hate talking about Spike. But, okay, because Gabe just loves it. I just love it. I love when people just criticize the New England Patriots. It makes me feel good about myself. As all freaking Patriots you gotta, but, you gotta eat the hate. It's so yeah, good. It builds. It, it gives me energy. Yeah, yeah I, I guess that's. I guess that's how it works, Gabe. But on a serious note, again, y'all, we love y'all. Thanks so much for uh, for tuning in. We love our loyal viewers. Love our loyal listeners. It's really loyal listeners because you don't see my ugly mug, and that's actually a great thing. I don't know if we have any listeners after that. But going back next week with episode five. We're going to be talking about some things that I know y'all are going to love as well. We're going to keep talking about this best of guys. Hopefully by the time we're talking, we've got some people that have reported to training camp, like vets, not just rookies who were like bagging my groceries last week. Like we got some vets that are making like millions of dollars in the beasts. So with that, we're going to catch you on the flip side. This was another episode of Two Minute Drill. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it. It was like the 52-minute drill tonight, but that's okay. We love y'all.